All right. So hello, fellow listeners. You are so very welcome back to our fourth installment of Limelight. And it's our final installment of this semester before we break for Christmas. So myself, Claire Young and Trudy Fanan are your hosts. We have a very merry Christmas edition lined up for this evening. Before, <laughs> Hi, Trudy. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm great. In the festive spirit, are you? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Okay, so before we get into the Christmas spirit, we always start the show with a roundup of what we have read, watched, and listened to within the week. So last week we touched on the New York Times op-ed series, and so to move it on a step further, Trudy, do you want to give us an insight on what you watched this week? Um, yeah, so basically I didn't watch anything, but I read kind of, well, it's not so much that I read, but it's kind of on my Christmas list. Um, I have a couple of books lined up that I'm really excited to get my hands on. So the first one is, um, you might have heard of it, Claire. It's Are You There, God? It's Me, Ellen by journalist Ellen Coyne. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So basically, like, it documents her struggles as a progressive female to still want to hold on to her religious faith to an extent. Like, you know, she's in her 30s now, and when she was growing up, she grew up in a time when, like, the, I suppose... like she lost a lot of faith in the catholic church due to various kind of issues that were arising at the time like and she you know grew up in the height of the scandals but she always kept her faith and it's not so much that she kept her faith in the church she just kept it in like you know um her spirituality and her religion in general so like she still she still had that stronghold to her faith but it like she's in that predicament now where she says can I still you know have my faith if I've turned my back on the catholic church and it's just really good because I think that's a predicament loads of people find themselves in they just don't know how to put words to it and that's like what Ellen has done in her book and I'm really excited to read that one yeah especially like I wouldn't know what the situation is like that with people nowadays because it was so clear back then people were just they had their faith and that was kind of it but now there's so many other things going on it's kind of like what do I believe in you know what I mean yeah exactly like it it, there was never an in-between situation yeah exactly also listened I kind of got back into you know Mother's Invention the podcast series by first female president Mary Robinson and comedian Mae Higgins they touch on like subjects such as like food fashion agriculture they really break down like you know the Paris climate agreement like the meaning of carbon footprint carbon emissions like it's really really good but they take a different kind of slant in the sense that each podcast involves a female guest speaker and these speakers are kind of crowned or named Mother of Invention by Robinson and Higgins for their work as a female to combat climate change. So it's really good. And I got back into that this week. Oh, uh, how, how long has that been going on for? Um, they have a going up and going up in two years now. Really, really good. So do you want to give us an insight into what you watched this week? Okay, yeah, sure. So, yeah, last week I was talking about The Undoing. Oh, yeah. I actually, I actually finished it that night. So it was only six episodes and oh my, it was so good. There was so much tension and right up until like the very last minute. So like six episodes in is only when you figure out what's going on. So, you know, those shows where like, you know, straight away who did it. It wasn't mm-hmm. like that at all. Like this, the whole time you're guessing, the whole time you're doubting yourself, like you don't know what's going on. So the ending is very conclusive, which I like because it didn't, but I won't say too much about it, but it was a really good ending. And I would just definitely recommend it to anyone who wants to watch like a really good uh, mystery crime show. And also the added bonus of Nicole Kidman's amazing wardrobe in it. Like all the coats that she wears, like it kind of, there's a stage where it's in winter. And oh my God, like the fashion in it is amazing. So it's definitely like that sort of New York sort of elite like wardrobe going on. And it's so nice. I actually saw, now that you mentioned Nicole Kidman's coats, I saw a picture on Instagram and it was basically like, um, 
someone being like, I, w- I was wondering where I saw Nicole Kid- Kidman's quotes before. And it was all the Spice Girls lined up and all the really long kind of <laughs> yeah. fur coats. That must have been what you're hitting on there. Yeah, like there's so much talk about the fashion in it. Like it's so good. That kind of high class is still super fashionable. It's So yeah, that's definitely a bonus for the show. And uh, also, did you ever watch Euphoria? No, imagine I never got around to it. Oh my God, Trudy. I know, living under a rock I am. Literally, like literally everybody talks about it all the time. But uh, <laughs> so because filming was messed up this year for a lot of shows, they have put um out like these bonus episodes that take place right after a season. So it's kind of like a bridge between the first series and the second series. So the first episode is with Rue and Ali. They met in the first series and they're kind of just discussing their life that's kind of the gist of the first episode and then there will be also another episode released on January 24th uh, featured around jewels and Hunter Schaefer also co-wrote this episode so I'm really looking forward to finding out what her perspective is on the whole thing because it's kind of more in Rue's perspective in the first season so mm-hmm. now that it's from jewels it kind of might make her seem less kind of because the impression that a lot of people got from her from the first season was that she was quite like toxic so maybe it will show a different side to her so I actually didn't know if I was going to be able to watch them because they're on HBO, but uh, the, oh, yeah. first one, the first one's actually being released on Sky Atlantic. So I only figured that out yesterday, so I'm definitely going to watch that probably tonight. And then the next one's out in January, so I'm so looking forward to those. And especially the second season is going to be so good. It's been a yeah, long I'm... time going as well. Like, you watched it before summer, a lot, like way before summer. Was it last year? Euphoria came out. Yeah, it was last year, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, my God. It does not feel like that long, but yeah. <laughs> Oh my god! Because we're mentally still in March, but I mean, yeah, where have I been? What's mostly this um episode will be our Christmas special, so to kind of get that ball rolling, we ran a mini Christmas poll series on our Instagram earlier, kind of to gauge people's thoughts on Christmas twenty twenty and their general mindset towards a Christmas like no other, which is a fair statement to say. So roughly seventy to eighty people engaged with the polls. So Claire, let's take a quick look at some of the results. So we got the ball rolling with some general questions. So our first one was. In terms of favourite Christmas tunes, 66% said their favourite Christmas song is Last Christmas by Wham. And 34% said their favourite Christmas song is All I Want For Christmas Is You by Maria Carey. Claire, what would you have voted? I think, oh, it's such a hard one because they're both so iconic. Hmm. But I think Last Christmas is more just like a traditional Christmas song. It's a nice one. What do you think? I think it was well. And I think Maria Carey, like when she brought out that song, she was nearly one of the not one of the first but I want to say kind of one of the ones that broke through that kind of traditional Christmas songs like that have were you know written in the 40s and 50s and that have just never died out like she's one of the first people to kind of give a modern twist on that and like she kind of is kind of being put up there as one of the traditional ones now so then moving on to Christmas movies 61% voted for Elf and 39% voted for the Polar Express I was kind of surprised with that one Elf is on TV more, I feel. I feel like yeah. you don't actually see the Polar Express coming up too much. Yeah. Maybe I think, it's just like they watched it more. Yeah, I think like with the Polar Express, it's kind of something you really have on DVD as opposed to the Elf is like something you kind of catch on RTE, that kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. Because I feel yeah. like I haven't seen the Polar Express on TV in ages. I actually, I voted. Like if I was to vote, I would have voted the Polar Express, I think. I think that's just such a kind of lovely I don't know I just think it's real like even the way it's filmed and everything I just loved it yeah it's proper like cute Christmas sort of but Elf is still very iconic though as well oh yeah there's no denying that one and then we asked about Christmas shopping and whether people were buying online or buying in person and this one's actually 
quite surprising in a sense because 42% said they shopped or will shop online and 58% said they shop or will shop in person and like that's quite surprising given the restrictions you would imagine that people would instantly say no I'm shopping online it's easier you know with the restrictions it's not possible to get out right before Christmas and to do your shopping but it's also enlightening considering the emphasis that's placed on shopping and supporting local this Christmas and it's definitely like given the poll it's a message that is getting through to people um so our next question was do you think fairy tale of new york is overrated or overplayed and 35 percent felt it was overplayed and 65 percent say no way it's not overrated and it's well deserving of the airing time so then we kind of moved it on to in terms of a covid christmas and we asked our followers if they were still excited for christmas despite all the restrictions and unsurprisingly 93% said yes and 7% said no that Christmas won't be the same this year were you surprised by that result there or I'm still really looking forward to Christmas are you I am absolutely I think it's the only thing that's keeping us tethered at the minute like the thoughts of just being able to relax and get away from college work and just you know spend time with family that kind of thing like for me it's just what I'm holding out for I love Christmas I don't know maybe just I, I really love Christmas I think it's, it's definitely my favorite holiday but I yes but I guess it's it's different for a lot of people this year and it makes sense that some people aren't looking forward to it because there are so many different changes. That's a reality check that some people aren't looking forward to Christmas this year. Yeah, and even like it leads on to our next question. So we asked if our followers had family members that can travel home this Christmas due to restrictions. And it was really tight, like 48% said that they do have relatives that are traveling home and 52% said they don't. So like even with that, it's a really close bracket. And even for me in UK, like we both have sisters actually that live abroad and like yeah. minus this Christmas. Christmas isn't going to be the same this year but I guess it's kind of like a very real sort of thing that's going to go on this Christmas and it's going to be different for a lot of people so that's very sad. Even our next question it was an interesting one as well so we asked our followers if they will abide by all government restrictions in place this Christmas and 70% said they'll try their best and 28% said it's unrealistic and I know in an ideal situation like you could have wishly hoped that 100% would have said oh I'll try my best but there are people that like still understand and accept and are, are willing to admit that sticking to all the restrictions is tough and like you tend to let your guard down especially for Christmas no one's perfect like the restrictions are tough enough as it is and there are kind of people you know like there, you think that there's leeway for Christmas you know I, I think Christmas is one of those times of the year where it's always been the same and I guess like you could think about summer and having lockdown and stuff like it doesn't it wasn't the same impact on people as it was as not visiting people during Christmas because it's kind of traditional every single year to do the same things but I guess summer can be different every year so mm. it, it was definitely easier to follow those restrictions during that time but I guess Christmas is it's such a big deal for a lot of people and just to have it be different and impacted by the pandemic I can see why people are kind of concerned yeah and that kind of leads into our last question we asked whether people think we will face another lockdown in January and 93% said that we most likely will and 7% said no we won't it's COVID and nobody knows how it's going to go so I don't know I just feel like saying that we most likely is kind of just not negative because that's the reality of it but kind of just see how it goes I thought that's how I feel about it how do you feel um, I mean, I think for us, put, we're in a different situation because, you know, we haven't had access to the vaccine yet. And on an Irish standard, we don't know when the dosage will come in. We know it's either going to be, you know, we were told yeah. it was this month and then it was pushed out to next month. But if we don't have a vaccine and we come in 2021, then it will be a different situation. But if we can, you know, have the rollout 
relatively early in the 2021 then I think it will be a different situation but as you said it's kind of like a wait and see situation because we are we do see the light at this stage like we know the vaccine is here and it's real but you know it's a different story as to when you'll actually it'll actually have an effect on you know Ireland and our nation people have a um kind of a Christmas roundup of articles that were published in the College View which is DCU student-run newspaper and as deputy lifestyle editor kind of myself and Kinga the lifestyle editor we put a big emphasis on Christmas theme stories over the last two weeks in our section like we didn't want to generate your typical run-of-the-mill Christmas content so I'd like to say we touched on some novel topics to add to the Christmas discussion and one such story was kind of how to go green this Christmas and incorporate sustainable elements into Christmas 2020 and then every year thereafter um because I think like it's fair to say we're no stranger to the revelation of Christmas being a hugely unsustainable commercially driven time of the year but there are various like simple steps that you can take to make your Christmas more eco-friendly um so Claire are you ready for the hard-hitting fact before I you know delve into the sustainable goodness oh god (laughs) drum roll please (laughs) according to Retail Ireland Irish consumers spend around 4.65 4.65 billion over the Christmas period and that averages to two point sorry 2,700 for every household in the country and I know like when we hear these numbers we're just lost in them they don't make any sense but if you kind of break that down like that's nearly your your college fees paid for a full year I know but it's just mad to think that that's you know what comes out of every household like on average over the year I know it's terrible it's about, is that the dinner the presents uh, yeah everything well? yeah yeah. yeah so yeah, then like in this number. yeah it's not a small one it's a big one <laughs> it's a big one like i'm just looking at it here my god 2700 euro who knew okay anyway sorry go on Trudy. i'm gonna keep interrupting you um so in this particular story like there are small changes that you can make but they do make a difference so sarah burke wrote this article and basically she pointed out that like you can make your gift wrapping cards and crackers more sustainable and that's a noteworthy change so sorry here's another fact quite grim but according to repack yeah. ireland will generate oh 75 God, of packaging waste this christmas and like i know that again is a number that we don't really you doesn't really make any sense but if like what Sarah was pointing out was that we need to start asking ourselves like does this present really need to be wrapped and if it does you know consider more sustainable options reuse gift bags boxes newspaper ribbons wrapping from previous presents and that was a good point because I know from my own knowledge like I'm a real kind of like geek when it comes to recycling like I have everything has to be in the right bins or like I just like can't sleep at night it's so weird I know but basically this is something that like I know and I don't think a lot of people know it but wrapping paper can only be recycled if it like passes what's called a scrunch test and so if you can scrunch up wrapping paper in your hand and if it stays scrunched up and doesn't kind of revert back to its original form like some harder thicker wrapping paper does then it can be recycled and as well you know the brown wrapping paper you can get Claire yeah the one you put in your book um that can be recycled and it's a good option and like if your wrapping paper is decorated with foil and glitter then it can't be recycled but more simple types of wrapping paper can yeah, I know that uh, Penny's actually their bags. They're they're like trying to get people to use them as wrapping paper. They're like red and stripy, but they're also just the brown paper bags as well. So that was a really good idea, I think. Um, a lot of places are kind of encouraging people to reuse the bags. Like they're, I know in Chew, if you buy your shoes there, they don't really give out plastic bags. They kind of offer you to like you know purchase a tote bag, and I actually do purchase them because they're so actually so handy. <laughs> you love a good tote. And- I know that. <laughs> I do love a good boat. Um, so 
then moving on to cards um billions of christmas cards are sent out every year which i know like isn't that surprising but what's kind of taken flight this year are e-cards and they're sent like on social media or by email and they're really popular and they're a good alternative to reducing overwhelming paper um waste so I know people do like to, you know, handwrite their cards, but you can actually purchase cards from recycled materials as well, or even, you know, like the cards that, you know, that your cousin might get in a, that they hand make themselves in school, that kind of stuff. They're really good because they're kind of sentimental and yeah, you're more inclined to hold on them in the bin. Do you see their handwritten cards at Christmas? Yeah, I would, well, I would send them we would more receive them. Like I know, but even like my dad's a postman and man and he said like since he started delivering posts, there hasn't been a decline in Christmas cards. If anything, people are inclined yeah. to send them this year more than any other year, like, which is a nice sentiment too, like. I, it's actually, you kind of always think that going the eco-friendly route is always going to be more expensive, but we actually bought a roll of sustainable or recyclable paper from deals. I think it was only 150 like, like, I don't know. I feel like people kind of always think when it comes to getting more eco-friendly options, they're always going to be more expensive. But I was able to find that for 150 and definitely reusing because I know we have loads of gift bags in our house as well that just kind of stock up over the years and just reusing those will definitely help the environment this year. Yeah, absolutely. Like I think um that's the same as us. Like that's what people think. Like they think being more eco-conscious is like a least kind of um higher class movement that like, you know, you have to have your Chili's cup and your keep cup. Um, and that was yeah. kind of her, um, Sarah Burke, her tips on the breakdown of ramica- or ramifications of Christmas. And it's manly, environmentally um, friendly ways. But it also like there were some really easy solutions that you can incorporate as well. Yeah, definitely. And so our second article, and it's kind of different, but it's still on that kind of accessible um, student friendly route, I suppose. And it's Christmas hampers. So Jessica Woodlock compiled um a cheap student-friendly hamper guide that is effective and it still makes for a great pre- present for friends or Chris Kendall so um she spoke about some Irish brands to fill these hampers with and actually I thought it was really good because one of them I looked into and I was like I would definitely buy from them um so one of them was I've probably heard of her Claire her name is Laura Duffy and she is um like a graphic designer and illustrator and her prints are so lovely and they go for as little as seven euro which is really good for prints yeah and like these prints they're so lovely she's on instagram for anybody listening her name is laura duffy art and her kind of style is real you know the book women don't owe you pretty by florence given laura duffy is on the same wavelength with them prints they are phenomenal they're so lovely and they're like really affordable and she's irish so it's good to always support our you know our own people and then as well yeah tomp2.com they sell like they're actually really cool i looked them up they sell these really good funky socks and they're like go for as they go for as little as 4.95 and then five percent of profits go to charity um which is obviously you know a good addition too i don't know what happened i feel like socks were always kind of made fun of for a christmas present but now like if i got socks for for christmas i'd be especially no, absolutely. like a i love socks. socks like i will match I'd be very my happy socks with my outfit. Socks are i will never not now. do that like no, so absolutely. if i got socks, socks like i will match my socks with my outfit <laughs> i will never <laughs> not do that like so if i got socks for christmas <laughs> i would over the moon complete the fit it does um then lastly um another great resource is thrift tiffy i hope i'm saying that right but basically it's an online charity shop i think it's thrift Thriftify. Oh, <laughs> what about okay? Moving on swiftly from that. <laughs> yeah. 
okay so basically they're an online charity mm-hmm. shop and they're really good their instagram is really good like they have kind of a good um i wouldn't say celebrity endorsement but they do get like quite well-known irish people to like get the word out there and like to attract people but they're really good players give them a look at on, on uh, instagram yeah i see i thought that there's kind of like a new wave of that going on like the online charity shop i know oxfam actually have an online charity shop i love oxfam but what they're doing recently is that they actually have an oxfam designated vintage section and i got a lovely woolen um christmas jumper last year and it was so cool like and i I know that it doesn't have to be claimed or called vintage for it to be vintage, but it was just mad that they understood that trend and they were trying to like, you know, mm-hmm. position themselves on that in terms of like on a local level, like the DCU swap shop has gone online now and you can, you know, you can give them things oh, yeah. on Instagram and you can buy things on Instagram and like they're doing really well. So like it's also accessible now and like we do adapt in our ways when it comes to lockdown and what challenges yeah. are facing. Mm. So they were just a roundup yeah. of the articles on College U lifestyle section. And Claire, I think you're going to take us through a more I'm excited for this. lighthearted section with our Christmas quiz. So do you want to go ahead of that? No, it's not lighthearted. It's very intense. <laughs> um, it's the most intense Christmas quiz you'll ever hear in your life. But uh, that's the kind of theme of the show, it seems. But OK, so I have the answer. So I'm going to ask Trudy everything to do with Christmas. Um, there's some good questions here i think some of them are easy some of them are hard but uh, i try to make it as accessible as possible for we trudy but okay so trudy you ready i think so yeah okay hit me drum roll if you're born on christmas day what's your star sign i want to say didn't the star signs change recently no we're not we're not taking that on <laughs> okay if you're born on <laughs> sorry i'm just ignoring that <laughs> if you're born well i know that i'm i mean i'm november and i'm sagittarius so mm-hmm. god um i'm just gonna go on here and say it's still i'm just gonna say sagittarius still no? it's capricorn i mean it's not like i there had a go. very limited job <laughs> you have 12 options you picked the one wrong one okay next question sorry okay right what is the best-selling Christmas single of all time. Okay, do you really expect me to know this? <laughs> okay, I'm going to say it is... No. <laughs> Silence is not the answer. Um, I'm just going to say... I'm going to keep to our Wham! option and say Last Christmas. Ooh. Oh, God. It's close. It's White Christmas. It's White Christmas by Bing Crosby. Okay. I can't even think of that yeah. off the top of my head, so I was Shocked never going to get appalled by that. Shocked and appalled. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so what? Okay, you sh- you know this one. What color are mistletoe berries? Mistletoe berries are red. Yes. Woo! No. Okay, I was going to ask you to rethink that. Rethink that, Trudy. Rethink that. Why? This is not holly berries. This is mistletoe berries. Oh God. Um. Are you sure it's not? Oof. It is red. The tension is palpable. No, they're white. They're <laughs> oh, white. Damn. Yeah. Hey, are you, you, you oh, God, this quiz, is, <laughs> this quiz is not getting us looking forward to Christmas. <laughs> Which country did eggnog originate? Give us a guess. Denmark? Let's get through this. Come on. I said Denmark. That's my guess. That's actually Britain. <laughs> what color suit did Santa wear until Coca-Cola rebranded him in red? So basically, Coke invented what Santa looks like us today. 
Okay, I'm gonna say green. I'm gonna and say that's yeah. That's what we think of when we think of food. Yes, Trudy. Yes! In Home Alone Two, who does Kevin run into in the hotel lobby? You know this one. This is Donald Trump. In which Christmas movie does Tom Hanks play six of the characters? I'll give you a clue. They're voices of cartoon characters. So it's not just Tom Hanks and like a wig and different bits of the movie. <laughs> so what? It's like animation, is it? It's animation, yeah. Okay, and Tom Hanks plays six different characters with six different voices. Is it a well-known movie? Yeah, we mentioned it during the show. Elf. No. <laughs> the <laughs> other movie that we mentioned during the show. We only mentioned um, Polar Express. Yes! In the episode of Friends, the one with the, ho- the holiday armadillo, who dresses up as an armadillo? Trudy. <laughs> I'm thinking... God, I'm going to say Chandler. Um, it's Ross. In Mean Girls, you should know this. Have you seen Mean Girls? Everybody's seen Mean Girls. Everybody's seen Mean Girls, yeah. Have seen Mean Girls? <laughs> I have seen Mean Girls. Oh, you have seen Mean Girls. Okay. Anyway, in Mean Girls, which Christmas song do the plastics get up on stage to perform? Do you remember the dancing oh, scene? Um, yeah, I do. And they're all in there, like, Santa hats and stuff. Um, yeah. Is it Jingle Bell Rock? Okay, we're going to go to a song break before my character is just destroyed any anymore. That does us... Okay, that was a bit more festive. It was, wasn't it? I like that one. Yeah, it was a good one. I Yeah, that's a good Christmas song. I actually forgot about that song. I haven't heard that yet this year. Mm, and I also, when I was like, you know, getting some Christmas songs together, I kind of forgot about Ariana Grande's song, Santa Baby. I forgot about that one too. Oh, yeah. Huh. yeah so there is a good one. Yeah, so I think that does it for this week's instalment of Limelight. Thank you so much to all the listeners who stuck through us throughout semester one. And we'll be back hopefully in one piece in 2021 to bring you some brand new and improved culture content. And you can follow us on Instagram in the meantime at DCU Limelight to keep up with all our shenanigans. But we'll see you on the flip side of 2021. I'll see you, Claire, on the other side of Christmas. <laughs>